builds are actually phase one, phase two. You want me to tell you now or while we go through it? Uh, now. Uh, there's Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, Avengers. That's a phase one. Okay. And phase two. Oh, jeez, I can't remember three. off the top of my head. Yeah. Iron Man 3 all the way to Ant-Man 1. Okay, so Captain America Civil War is part of phase three. Yeah, yes. Okay. Which we'll do that three, tomorrow morning. Phase three ends with Endgame. Technically, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, no, Far From Home. The one after Endgame. Oh, weird. Which okay. is a weird ending. I think an, an Endgame should have been the ending, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. Okay. Your levels are all good and you're on the right mic and shit. It looks kind of quiet. Um, la 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 la. I think that's better. Yeah. Whoops. I don't know what you guys were doing during the Lion King episode, but some it's just like... It's so annoying all the time. They're just constantly bumping it or something. It must be Jessica. It's gotta be Jessica. Because she's not used to it. Yeah, it's fucking mm. annoying. Okay. You're very quiet now. What did you change? I moved it closer to me. Maybe I changed my volume. Oh. Yeah, okay. That was my volume. My bad. Is that better? I don't fucking know. We'll have to deal with it later. Okay. I'll look at it. It, it looks real. They look really little, and I don't know what it could be. Put it on ninety, ninety-one. As long as they're not blown out, it should be fine. Yeah. Sweet. I don't really have much of an intro for this. So I'm just going to try and just talk. Okay, so. Okay. Try and bounce off me a bit here. Okay. Are we not doing the classic intro? Not really. So I'll okay. do. Welcome to We Are DB. My name is Brenton, and I am joined by Danielle. Hello. And we're doing something different. This is apart from our normal episodes and our honorable mentions. We're doing a bonus episode on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're actually doing a few. We're doing a few of them. We're doing an episode per phase. So these are a taste of the bonus episodes that we usually release over on Patreon. But we're, we're releasing a couple out on into Our the world stream. for free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is sort of a taste as to what the bonus episodes usually are. We sort of get fixated on some questions or a theme or something, and we just sort of talk, and generally they're unedited and uncut. So uh, they're a bit different as to what you might be used to. Um, so we're going to do the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, we started to talk about this months ago, uh, pretty much when Avengers Endgame came out. We realized mm. that... Danielle had seen fuck all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I think I'd seen Iron Man and yeah. Iron Man 2, and that was it. Yeah. Um, At that point. So, really, the beginning of this discussion is the first 10 minutes or so of the episode 14, Inception. Go listen to that, and you will hear as to exactly why we're doing this. We explain what the problem was with End- Endgame and why... Danielle basically needed to watch all of 22 movies in order to 
understand the cinematic universe. So go listen to episode 14. Uh, it's a good episode, at least the first 10, 15 minutes uh, on the MCU. Um, Why were we talking about Marvel during Inception? Because the list changed because oh, Endgame that's right. beat beat out Inception at that time because of all the ratings. Uh, so it threw off our numbers and we were explaining why the numbers were thrown off. Mm. Um, so we recorded back in July a 10-minute snip as to what are Danielle's first impressions, what are the movies that she has actually seen, what are the characters she knows, what are the villains she knows. Um, so... I don't know how to splice that in here better. So here's that bit. Do you? I don't know. I was just gonna pl- put that in there. Cut that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't remember what I said. Okay. Well, I'll give you a recap and then I'll follow on. So. Okay. Is me saying here's that bit good enough? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So we're recording this before we go on our journey and watch all of the MCU movies in order in preparation for Avengers Endgame. And I just wanted to record a little bit at the beginning, um, just on your first impressions of the MCU. Uh, How much have you seen Danielle? Start listing them off and I'll go yes or no. (laughs) Okay, because you're like, some things are Marvel, but they're not MCU, and other things, I don't know what they're Marvel or DC. You don't really know. I'm pretty good about knowing. Uh, DC from Marvel, but not necessarily Marvel from okay. DC, if that makes sense. I personally have seen uh, quite a few of these. I've seen Phase 1. Do you know what I mean by the phases? No. Okay, so every five or six movies, they sort of say, that's the phase, and then we're going into a bit of a shift in the storyline. Do um, they give them a name? Like, is no, there it's like... just Phase 1, 2, and 3. Okay, so, so there's not like an Iron Man phase and a Thor phase or no, something? No, because there's movies... Uh, for Thor and, and Iron Man and such mm-hmm. in each of the phases sort of thing, um, which is why I keep referring it to a television series as this is the end of the the third season because it's the end of the third phase okay. is Avengers Endgame. Okay. And then um, actually the, the last movie of phase three is actually Spider-Man Far From Home, which at the time of recording this hasn't released yet. Uh, okay. It releases on Monday, I think it is. Um, and then every movie after that, for the next few years is going to be phase four. Righto. Okay, so start start listing them off and I'll say yay or nay. Okay, this is in order of release from 2008. Good. You've got Iron Man. Yes. The Incredible Hulk. No. From this point, maybe it's just best to say yes because there's going to be a lot of no's. Okay. Uh, Iron Man 2. Yes. <laughs> You need to be faster. I, I know, like... but I was waiting for you to not say anything. I don't know. Thor. Well, how, okay, seriously, how do you want to do this? Because I feel like you're giving quite a big space in there. I feel like you should just be like, well, I was, Man, I, yes. Thor, I was going yes. to be. I was going to be. Okay. Don't say anything unless it's a yes. Okay. Is what but I then how do, you know, okay? how do you know what I'm going to say? Captain America, the first Avenger. Marvel's no. The Avengers. Which is the first Avengers movie, Iron Man no. three, which is the first one of Phase two, Thor: The Dark World, which is the second Thor movie, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, it's the second one there, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, 
Ant-Man is the last movie of Phase 2, and then in 2016, you've got Captain America Civil War, which is the third one of those, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, you have seen that one, haven't you? If that's the one we watched together randomly one morning, then yes. Yeah, because it doesn't really tie in as well, because it is an origin story. Um, the only other character that's in there is is Iron Man. Um, so we have seen that one. And then you've got Thor Ragnarok, which is the third Thor. Black I saw Panther. bits of it on an airplane. Uh, so on someone else's screen, or did you watch it? On someone else's screen. Okay. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. I'll, like, look over. That's how like, I saw that. What's that? That's colorful. Christopher Robin one with Margot Robbie in it. It looked really depressing. I bet it's not, but it looked like... Oh, is she, is she in that? Is she the live-action yep. Christopher Robin? Okay. Well, it's like, goodbye, Christopher Robin, or something. Mm. And then there's that another one just depressing. called Christopher Robin, which looks confusing to have two name the same thing. Anyways, continue. And then after Thor Ragnarok, you've got Black Panther... Um, Avengers Infinity War, which is the third one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, which was filmed back-to-back with Infinity War, so they're a two-part thing, and then finally in Phase 3, you've got Spider-Man Far From Home. So So I guess I've seen a sweet fuck all. You've seen two, and only because I asked you to watch Spider-Man with me, Uh, and apart from that, you've seen Iron Man, which are two very good ones, like you haven't seen the crap ones would do you know what is regarded as the best one or the worst one no i've heard well let me just i've heard certain thors were very good and certain thors were very bad i heard doctor strange which i honestly quite want to see wasn't regarded very well um black panther got a lot of good reviews end game got Mixed reviews, I think you... Did you see it? Did you go see it? Yeah, I liked it. You said, yeah, okay. You said you liked it. Um, Don't know much about the Hulk. I would like to see the Avengers movies just because I do think I'm missing a pop culture phenomena phenomenon there. Um, And I know it's like, let's a few of us team up and fight crime, which is kind of like DC's Justice League is what I'm kind of imagining yeah. it to be um but yeah that's that's really it i'm so trying upon- to be I'm, I'm having a hard time brenton i'm not sure okay? what's triggering this um but that's if i'm sounding a bit like out of it that's what it is are you okay you don't look like you're okay i think what triggered it is i'm like trying to say yes or no and you weren't letting me say yes or no okay, okay i'm sorry i didn't want you to yeah. be like no 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 i don't know okay just... fair enough we just didn't communicate it very well and i think right, just, i think just that's just what made just me a little bit anxious i'm not at okay. all saying it's your fault i'm just saying i think that's what triggered it i'm okay i just like if i'm starting to sound sad or bland or anything out of it just give me a second and i'll be able to come back Mm. to it okay 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 i might have Uh, to take another pill as of at the moment which is we're recording this in july of 2019 they haven't officially announced any more movies which is weird because disney usually shows you what the plan's going to be for the next like five years that's what they have been doing and they haven't so far um, it's pretty good assumption to say that there's going to be a Doctor Strange sequel, a Captain Marvel sequel, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is probably going to be a thing. I've heard that there might be like a Black Widow uh, movie, 
but which is kind of weird because she's been in older movies since like 2012 so i don't know why she would have her own movie now but but i don't think that that's been official so it's kind of kind of weird i don't really know where they're going to go because up to and including endgame they're considering that as the infinity saga so all the first 22 movies or whatever they are um is considered that saga and then they're going to go into a whole new branch for the next 10 years uh Hmm. Which is a massive task. I don't know where they're going to go with that. So, um, yeah. Apart from the characters that have their own title movies like Thor, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk. Can you name many other other, um, Avengers? Well, you didn't mention Captain America before when we were listing off ones I'd seen. You have seen Captain America. I haven't seen Captain America, but you just didn't list it. Of the no, Avengers, I, I there was three of them. I know. Of the Avengers, I know there's Iron Man, the Hulk, Black Widow, that Archer guy who I've never seen and don't know what his deal is. Captain America. Um, did I say Iron Man already? Please take your hand away from your mouth. Did I say Iron Man already? Uh, I think so. Yes. Um. Spider-Man's a new addition. I feel like there's a couple more, but I can't recall who they are. Is Ant-Man in there? Yeah, Ant-Man's got a few movies, and and Black Panther. I'm sure there'll be a sequel to that as well. But he's Um, not an Avenger. uh, He is by the the last two Avengers movies. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. They grew quickly? They're all pretty much considered Avengers, because in the comic book lore... Pretty much every Marvel character at some point is known as the Avengers. Like, even you've got X-Men movies in there. You've got Deadpool. Um, I was going to say, aren't the X-Men Marvel characters too? They are. Now, this is going to be interesting going into the new phases because Disney has acquired Fox since, like, recently. Since they started doing Phase 3, they've had um, Mm -hmm. Fox's properties, which includes... The X-Men movies. Um, so I think eventually, could even take up to 10 years, they will intertwine those characters. Hopefully they don't ever touch Wolverine again because Hugh Jackman's Wolverine was, like, perfect. Um, in the sense that he's he did, like, nine or ten movies as Wolverine. You can't really... Holy crap! Do another... Get another character to do that, you know what I mean? But they yeah. will be intertwining that. Um, the only character that I can see that they might transfer over is Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool because that is, like, a perfect representation of that character. And Ryan mm. Reynolds is all over. that He loves doing that project. Um, so, yeah, but since that acquisition, they might they might intertwine a lot more into the Avengers and the MCU because mm. they are not stopping this train anytime soon. They're just going to keep going forward because they're making all the money off it. So, um is there anything else you wanted to say? Any any ideas as to where you think it might go? Any villains that you think you might know from the... Okay, so there's the... In Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame were originally announced as Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Uh, so that's essentially one really long movie. They, they were filmed back-to-back. They run on from each other. Um, so they ha- they have one villain, and then the other two have their own villain as well. Do you even know who 
who is who or anything like that? No. I mean, you've got to consider me pretty much a total noob going into this. Um, I only know what I've seen from movie trailers. I'm wondering more if you've got any questions for me that could make more interesting conversation. Like what? I don't know. Also, okay. I'm having a really hard time concentrating on what you're saying. Okay. Because um, every time this happens, I'm having I'm having a hard time listening to you. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. Um, so essentially, we've established that you know fuck all and you've seen fuck all, so that's kind of a good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all we wanted to establish, really, is that you've seen Iron Man and Spider-Man Homecoming. And I mean, I've expressed this before. I'm I'm nervous only because it's it's a big task, um, but I'm excited because this is a big part of of entertainment for our generation that I haven't partaken in, partaken, partook. I haven't participated in, and I think it's important that you know, as a member of Generation whatever the fuck we are now, that I participate in that um and like you said i'm going to treat it as as a tv series as like something you binge watch on netflix yeah um and we'll we'll take it probably one half a movie at a time it'll be good and we'll see how we go and i don't know if we'll do like post movie updates like i don't know if we should do a little bit of a mini synopsis after each after each watch. We're going to do that at the end when we do the full Yeah, MCU. we'll do a whole... Yeah. We'll do a whole thing, but, like, that's a big... That's a big one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll keep you posted, y'all. All right. That's all. Yeah. All right. Pretend that's in there. Basically, yeah. we talk for ten minutes. I list off all of the movies in order. Mm-hmm. Um. So, this is this is continuing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just heard that we left listed off all of the Marvel movies in order, and we basically established that Danielle has seen three of them. We thought it was two, but it was it was Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and Spider Man Homecoming. We did watch that. Oh, that's Morning, right. we just got together. Um. So there was three that you had seen. And you hadn't, you didn't know anything else about it. So now we have seen up to, and including Captain Marvel, we haven't seen Endgame yet. So when we're going into this whole phase three, uh, three phase episodes on these bonuses, that's with the assumption of Danielle has no idea what happens in Endgame. So um, we will watch Endgame together after we finish recording those. So that's the precedent there. Um, so now that you've seen them all. What did you think? Was it because you were talking about how you're nervous but excited because it's such a big part of pop culture, but it's like such a big task. It was such a huge commitment, and it it's took taken us, us five months. Yeah, just because like you don't want to sit down like you crazy person. You sat down and watched them all in like one week or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, I wasn't about to do that. I would have been was, overloaded. Essentially, three movies a day every day for seven days. I watched the first yeah. twenty-one movies. Fuck that. <laughs> um, um, I feel like I needed time in between so that, I mean, because they bleed together anyway. Yeah. Um, but so that they don't bleed together more. Um, 
That's a hard question to answer. What did I think? Was it hard I've, to watch? Like, did no, you enjoy they were entertaining. The um, process. I I bought into them a lot, which is good. It, I think it um, says something about the quality of the movies and how engaging they can be and why they're such a pop culture phenomenon. Um, I'm just trying to think. I I liked. I liked some better than others for different reasons. Some stuff was dumb. Some stuff just wasn't my particular cup of tea. Some stuff was yeah. great. Some stuff was, you know, like I always say, when you really hate a character, that means they were written and played and acted very well. Um, so there were some characters like that. Um, I had mentioned in that clip that you just heard that The MCU very much plays like a TV series, and each phase yes. is essentially a season, so it's a, it's pretty much three seasons. If you looked at the actual runtime, season one is a 17-episode season of about 44 minutes. You know, it's like a typical season of a drama. Mm. Um, so it, it very much feels like that to me. I consider it that way, and we said that back in episode 14. And we even uh, watched it that way. Yeah. We watched like, a lot of half- movies because that's what this necessitated yeah we so binged really- watch through it as if we were a tv series and anyone going into the mcu fresh like you i would suggest it's it's very much like a tv series rather than a series of movies um because no other cinematic universe or franchise really feels like this this was designed from the ground up to be a cinematic universe and one thing leads on to the next and leads on to the next while also trying to be standalone. It's it's very unique and it's very hard yeah, to recreate, like I, which people have you, tried to do. You said that and I'm like, well, Star Wars though, but different. Very different. different. Yeah. yeah. I was even thinking of like, I don't know, Fast and Furious movies. They bleed into like, they're very different. standalone and yeah, like Mission Impossible movies. I don't know. There's there's movies with a lot of titles, like nine or ten. You know, like you were talking about Star Wars, even Harry Potter. Mm. They feel very different with between installments. It's it's fair enough if you're like, oh, was that in Winter Soldier or Civil War? I don't remember. You know what I mean? Like that's the way that they're designed. Um, it's kind of unique that way, but I kind of like it. It gives it its own unique feeling for what is you- the MCU. I can't think of anything else that involves a cast this big with so can, many can roles I just say, that are integral. I can't think of another single property that has such good casting. No one in this could really be cast, but like over all of the first 22 movies, there's like you know, hundreds of characters. You've got the main characters, the side characters, the villains. Mm. There's maybe two or three that I would recast. They're so perfectly cast. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Chris Evans is Captain America. Like, every single person is perfect. Maybe I'd recast, like, Scarlet Witch or someone, because I don't really like Elizabeth Olsen in that role. Um, but I can't think of anyone else. Like, it's Really? I like I her a lot in that role. Brilliant. Yeah, well, that's, okay. that's even that's subjective, you know what I mean? Someone like you might mm. think, like, Nick Fury, fucking Samuel Jackson, he's perfect for that role. You couldn't, you couldn't get better. And there's so many of them like that, and I just think that's that's really a testament to this series. I couldn't recast this better. So before we get into phase one, I was just going to ask, do you have a favorite for the series? 
That's an impossible question, so okay. I'm not going to answer it. I th- um, I think the correct answer is Iron Man. For me or for you? Just for everyone. For me. See, I, I like. We spoke about it in episode four on the Dark Knight, um, as to why I think Iron Man is brilliant, and I I like it for similar reasons that I like the Dark Knight. It's mm-hmm. grounded in reality. It's a plausible storyline. It's such a likable character considering the situation. I really like See, Iron Man and I think that it's still one of the best. That's why I liked Iron Man initially. Like I remember when it came out, and I think we've talked about this. Um is that I did like that it seemed like something that could actually happen. And mm. I remember, you know, when Thor got brought into the mix. For me, anyway, I was like, oh, like, we're taking this somewhere totally different. And so I was kind of disappointed. However, upon watching the entire series, I'm much more okay with it now. And I found, like, of the Thor movies, like, I liked the first one the least because it was so grounded on Earth. I'm like, this is boring. I want to see Asgard. Well, they kind of needed to have that transition between Earth and out in space. So mm. I, I think that's why they set that. We'll get that to that in a second. Um, mm. You kind of like that to say, fantasy sci-fi, which is why you like Star Wars. You like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's just if you're going to mix it, mix it well. And what I wanted to say is that I think um, Marvel did do that yeah. very well. I think it's mixed better looking back retroactively than what you did back then when it was released. It's like, oh, really, Thor? Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, you look back and you're like, yeah, that actually was a good decision to try yeah. and splice that. And you're always going to have audiences be mad about something or, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I yeah. I think it was all quite good. Um, I did just want to give honorable mentions to some of the other ones that I personally love in the entire series. I think Spider-Man Homecoming is very good. I really liked Black Panther. We watched that again recently. Mm. Uh, I think I really like that personally. And I very much like Endgame. Like, it's been several months, eight months or so since I've seen it. The hype's died down. I'm not the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe fanboy, so I can try to step back and really assess it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to say, because we're not going to cover Endgame here or on any of these other Marvel things, I just wanted to say what I thought of that. And I think as a movie, I'd give it about a 7 out of 10. Because if you try to actually think about the storyline and how it actually works, it makes no fucking sense. And the integration of Don't Captain Marvel spoil into that. Anything. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't really like. Um But on an entertainment level and how fun it is, absolute ten out of ten. It is the most entertaining one for me out of all of them. And that's mm. me not like being too drawn into the hype or anything. That's me just being like this is something that I think is fun as hell, and I want to rewatch and rewatch. So, initially, uh, you know, it's it's okay, but if if I really ranked it on an entertainment value, it is perfect. I found it entertaining. Good to as know. Hell. Yeah. All right. So, let's get started with Phase One. The very first movie was Iron Man, two thousand eight. I love now, Iron Man. If, like, we did talk about this, like I just said, on the Dark Knight episode, and the reason why I like it is because it's grounded in reality. 
the choice of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man was Perfect. so questionable when they announced it. Because Robert Downey Jr. has had a shaky past, to say the least. All through the 90s and the early 2000s, he went to prison and he was dealing with drugs. And I just want to say hats off to him to be able to have such a comeback and to really learn from that past. I just, Mm. I'd like to shake his hand and be like, fucking congratulations for like really coming back because he was... He was doing... What else did he do in 2008? He did Tropic Thunder. That's what it was. And he's also done the um, Sherlock Holmes movies since then as well. He was really trying to get back on his feet because he was... He had let go of the drugs several years before Iron Man. But the public image of him in that role was like, oh, really? That guy? Um, But he was kind of perfect because of the character of Tony Stark. He's kind of like... Yes. This very, you know... Playboy. Cocky. Cocky, yeah. yeah. Uh, So I think he was, like I said, perfect casting, perfect casting. And, like, congratulations to Robert Downey Jr. to be able to make that Iron Man. Like, he really defined who is um, Tony Stark. Mm. I've gone on a lot about Tony Stark here, I'm Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I think the casting is perfect, and I think it was absolutely perfect for the role. Um, And I really like the character. I was surprised when I first watched this that... I'm like, oh, was it meant to be set around terrorism and stuff? Because back then, well, even now, like, the world is full of a lot of, you know, terrorism it, it, groups. And I'm what like, you're trying to say is to that it, it it fit well into the current political climate. Essentially, of the time. yeah, that's yeah. much better wording than what I did. Because um, you went over to the Middle East, and I'm like, that wouldn't have been right back in the 60s or whatever, but it was a different thing. And I think they've adapted that well, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, into the current climate, yes. Yeah. Did you have anything to say on Iron Man? Not. We've already talked about it on previous episodes on this episode. I think... I love the soundtrack of all the Iron Man movies. Yeah. I think it's so fitting um, to, uh, like, the character of Iron Man and the character of Tony Stark. Um, I really liked... I really liked the first Iron Man movie. That was a pretty cool movie. And I remember when it came out, and I remember liking it then. We watched it at school, I think. I really liked it, so. Well, a lot of people were like, who the fuck is Iron Man? What the hell is that character? Um, and everyone knows who Iron Man is now. Like, that movie mm. really solidified. What is that? Because I had never heard of that character. I'm not a comic book fan. Mm. And I think most people were like that as well. They'd sort of heard of the X-Men, they'd heard of Spider-Man, and they're like, uh, I don't really know why you're doing that, you know what I mean? And then they watch the movie, and they're like, holy shit, that actually was really good. So I think Iron Man as a whole was very surprising in many levels. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple of months later was The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. And I said this when I we went into it with you, Mm. It very much feels like a sequel, and I think it's a sequel to the Eric Banner movie from 2003. Only five years previous, you had an origin story of the Hulk. That Mm. movie um, had, is it Captain Ross, Sergeant Ross, whatever, his villain Ross character, um, and that ended up with him going into hiding in the slums, in the jungle, 
And this new one with Edward Norton in 2008, that one starts with him in the slums. You've already established what is Hulk. He's already gone through this process. He has flashbacks of the actual experiment. Mm. So if you want an origin story of Hulk, go watch the Ang Lee movie from 2003. It's not perfect, but then again, the one from 2008 isn't perfect as well. Um, I think it very much plays like a sequel. Mm. I want to say, too, like... I didn't actually watch these movies, and I'm not sorry that I didn't, you know? Oh, right, because we watched the recap. Yeah, we watched the recap. It gave me what I needed to. Also, like, unfortunately, there was a lot of bouncing around. Like, there have been three Hulks. There's been Eric Banner, Ed Norton, and Mark Ruffalo. Um, Honestly, I think Eric Banner would have made the best... Hulk. Yeah, I, I like mean, Ruffalo in this role, but he doesn't seem typical, and maybe that's the point. I um, agree with you there, absolutely. I'm yeah. su- it's surprising where how Ruffalo has fit into this. He's definitely grown on me, um, yeah. but it took a few movies of Ruffalo being Hulk. Well, in the beginning, like, w- why? You know? Um, yeah, I think Edward Norton just didn't want to do the role anymore. I'm not really sure he had a falling out. He was maybe a weird was pick. He was a I weird pick, yeah. I didn't like him in that role, personally. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, I'm not... I don't think I missed anything by not watching these movies. Except for maybe a good Tim Roth performance, but, you know, I can live with that. Yeah. That was one of the few that we actually watched the recap, because it doesn't really have any impact. The Hulk is very much like... Marvel pumps out a lot of movies that aren't in this universe. There was Venom last year, you know what I mean? That's an example yeah. of one that isn't in this universe. And if they didn't have that Tony Stark cameo at the end, they probably could have said have known. they probably yeah. could have just said this wasn't actually part of the universe, just wipe that out, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't really received very well. I would almost compare it to how they've been handling Spider-Man. Because there have been three people in the last 20 years playing Spider-Man, you know? Same with Hulk. Mm. They keep trying to re-show you this same character, and it's never really hit the nail on the head. I mean, those first Tobey Maguire ones, I love them, but they're they're a bit... They haven't aged very well. Uh, And there was a point that I made with that. What was it? I drew a mind blank. Give me a second. There was a good point. You're talking about oh, how right, bunch yes. different people. Um, and also the way that they handled Spider-Man Homecoming, they were basically like, there's previous origin stories, you can just pretty much, oh, so here we go, he's already got his powers, let's go from here. And that's essentially what they did with Hulk in this first one. So mm. I would very much compare Hulk to Spider-Man Homecoming, oddly enough, uh, if in that respect, how they just sort of launched it off because everyone sort of already well, knows like, this character. Yeah, you know this story. Yeah, you know, I think the way we'll they integrated Homecoming was brilliant. Um But yeah, this Hulk mm. one is kind of a, a mess, really. It's uh, It's kind of forgettable. It's, yeah. Anyway. I can't give a real, I can't give a really, That's you know, good impression of it because I didn't actually see it, but I'm not sorry that I didn't see it. And that's I think you watched really what was necessary. Which yeah. Is, yeah I got the gist. Way. Also, Betty never comes back. Oh, is that a Oh, yeah. Spoiler? Betty never comes back. Because she was in the first one. It was Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, she's like, what Tyler happens to Betty? 
no more Betty. Yeah, they just they just completely ignored that. They didn't even mention because some of the other women didn't come back for a few movies, and they basically just said, "Yeah, oh, you know, they're busy, they're doing this, blah blah blah." But they mentioned her. They never once mentioned Betty Ross again. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Iron Man two. Real quick, there was something else that I missed out from okay. saying before. Um. And in that clip, I'm gonna put this back there. And in that clip that you just heard, we also said that Phase Four and Five had not been announced. They hadn't said, a, they hadn't confirmed a single other movie. But considering five months has been since we recorded that, they have announced it. I believe it was at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, they announced what the new movies are. So I was just gonna list off what the fi- Phase Four and Five movies are that they have announced. Because mm. um, basically, I was just like, yeah, they're gonna make a new. Captain Marvel sequel, Black Panther sequel, probably Doctor Strange too. you know what I mean? Those are the obvious ones. But apart from that, no one's actually confirmed anything. So here's the ones that they have confirmed. Uh, So there's going to be Black Widow movie, The Eternals, which I think is kind of like Space X-Men. I don't really know anything about them. Uh, They look like they have just like psychic powers and shit. Um, There's one called... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a long and kind of dumb mo- title there. I don't really know what that is. Mm. Uh, there's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So there's a sequel to Doctor Strange, Multiverse. Exploring the multiverse could be really interesting. Mm. Uh, there's an untitled Spider-Man sequel, which was kind of obvious because Spider-Man's awesome. Uh, and then there's Thor, Love and Thunder. So that's the fourth Thor movie directed... Um, by Taika Waititi, who did the third one. And this is introducing back Natalie Portman because she hasn't been in there for many years. I thought that she had said that she's not doing it again. Maybe, you know, Disney backed up a truckload of money to her house or something and said, you want to be in the fourth one? Or she's, I don't know, changed her mind because she very verbally said that, um, very publicly said that um, she's not going to do any of that again. So I'm very surprised that she's in that. And she's going to be like a female Thor. So I don't know how they're going to do that. So that's... um, Phase four ending twenty twenty one, which is not that far away to be honest. Um, and then we phase... saw yep. the title block for Thor four, and it looks very eighties and I cheesy. think that's what they're going for. Yeah, almost and like He Man. Like I'm just thinking, like even the title Love and Thunder. Yeah, I can, I can, I can guess how they're going to incorporate. If someone's that, gonna but do this, it's I... Taika Waititi. He handled Ragnarok very well. It's just. I just, it just sounds full of cheese, is all I'm trying yeah. to say. Good cheese or bad cheese? <laughs> Not sure yet. Okay, yeah, we haven't really seen anything else from Love it. Love and Thunder. Yeah, uh, I think they're leaning into it with that title, particularly, mm. and the obviously the graphic style. So Phase 5, starting in 2022, you got a Black Panther sequel. These are probably going to have subtitles and, and different titles, but there's a Black Panther sequel, a new Ant-Man's, Ant-Man 3. Uh, Blade, which was a couple of movies in the early 2000s with Wesley Snipes. It's kind of like like a Buffy kind of thing where he's going around fighting mm. vampires. It's very cheesy. I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, Captain Marvel sequel. Fantastic Four. This is the first time. Like, they keep trying to redo Fantastic Four. There's not a single good Fantastic Four movie out there. But uh, come, like, 2023, maybe they've integrated it a little bit better. Um, and then there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which was announced years ago, and I'm surprised that they've pushed that out to 2023. I know that's had some development hell with uh, James Gunn and everything, but um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm surprised 
that there's not even an Avengers movie. They're not even going to be trying to do another Avengers. Surely they're going to be leading up to some other group collaboration, even if it's not Avengers. Um, maybe that's meant to be Fantastic Four or something. I'm not sure. Uh, and they haven't also announced how they're going to integrate X-Men, which is kind of an e- inevitable. I think if they're going they to integrate... try to do that over the next 10 years or so. If they integrate the X-Men, does that mean they're going to try and integrate Deadpool? I think we mentioned this in the clip just that we recorded. Mm. I think that I, I think that Deadpool is the best version of a character that could be reintegrated because it's kind of standalone and Ryan Reynolds is fucking perfect for that, so that mm. would be the best one to get a re-character. I just hope that they don't try to touch Wolverine because Hugh Jackman's Wolverine was perfect. That's basically what I said in the thing. I don't understand what you mean by that. In terms of what? In terms of, what do you mean reintegrate Deadpool? He's not been integrated into anything. How can you reintegrate him? Reintroduce his character as part of the MCU? I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, so that was me announcing it. So, you want to move on? But that didn't answer my question. Do you think they're going to bring Deadpool into the mainstream MCU? Okay. Sorry. It's okay. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Sorry. (laughs) Okay, Iron Man 2. And that brings us to Iron Man 2, yeah. So I think this one gets judged very harshly. A lot of people don't like it, and I can kind of see why, but I think it's fun. I kind of like it. I thought it. it was a good sequel to the first Iron Man. Yeah. There are things, like, I thought it was a good movie. There are things I don't like about it. But I think it was necessary in the progression and character development of who is Tony Stark. Yeah, so if they went back and redid Iron Man 2, I don't know what they could do that would be better than this. It was kind of necessary stepping stones. I like that it um, it explored Howard Stark a little bit more and his relationship with Tony. Um, there's a really cool sort of montage there where he's creating a new element. Completely ridiculous, but I think it's an interesting say, sequence this- to watch. Is this that one? Yeah, yeah, it is. That was a... Yeah, okay. It didn't make any sense, but I, I thought it was interesting. I like the race scene in Monaco, where you in- first introduce Whiplash's like, capabilities. I think that's a cool scene. He's got mm. that suit in the, in the briefcase that he sort of like folds into his body. I really like the idea of like having different suits that are good for different um, contexts. And you obviously, they lean into that more with the Avengers and Iron Man 3 and, and the rest of it. But this was the first time you really saw different suits for different applications. Well, yeah, and it's with Iron Man. Okay, I won't get into that. What did you um, write down? I'm thinking out loud. Um, I just said that... Do you want me to cut this or are you going to be recording? I, I like I like that... I said I liked that they were consistent with ACDC and Iron Man throughout the franchise. Yeah. That yeah. was Iron Man. It worked really well. Um, did they have a lot in Iron Man 3? Iron I Man 3 was a different feel. It, it really was. And I don't think they introduced... I don't think they had any ACDC in the third one. And you wrote that down because you're like, what the fuck? Like, the this first two Iron was Man. very Iron yeah. um, ACDC. Uh, you've got those really cool, like I said this to you, every one of these movies in the MCU has a fucking cool animation sequence for the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've always played ACDC over those, and they've always sort of been really badass. 
and they stepped away from that for some reason for the third one. So uh, the well, first two definitely have a similar about, feeling. It was less about Iron Man and it was more about Tony Stark. Oh, the third one. There was yeah, there was very little Iron Man in that. We'll movie. get to that when we get to yes. Phase Two. Um, um and then I, I gonna, said, um, I, I really just liked. Say, real quit quick. talking over me. Sorry, I thought that you were reading. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I really liked Tony and Pepper's relationship in this one. This is where you yeah. really start to see a lot of the development. Yeah. Um. Because in the and, first one, he's sort of just sleeping around, and then the second one, it's like, oh, will they? Won't they? Kind of thing. One that gets to a point where it's like you evidently care about each other, like man up and quit being a little wuss. Um, I think the first one, Pepper's almost sort of like a glorified damsel in distress, and the second one really highlights who she is as a character. Like she's incredibly smart, very capable. She becomes the CEO, and she's sort mm-hmm. of running the company there, and she's got some lady balls behind her. What's what she does? Um, it's just interesting. With her character development. Mm. You also get... This is where we get introduced to Black Widow, but we don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good integration there. I kind of like that as well. Because mm. I didn't... Because they didn't... They kept calling her Romanov. Yeah. Right? That's her well, name. Well, she is Agent Romanov. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of interesting, side note, that they didn't try to make her have an accent because she's meant to be Russian. And they're yeah, just but like, she's yeah, a just spy. She's a spy, yeah. though, so that she's sort of trained with different accents and stuff. But Yeah. They didn't at once in this whole series try to make Scarlett Johansson have an accent, which I kind of I'm cl- glad for, I guess. Mm. Um, I think she did speak Russian at one yeah, point. Absolutely, in, she speaks Russian. Yeah, but it like within the films, I don't remember which one, but there was I a point where it she was did the speak first Russian. Avengers one. Was it the one when she's like interrogating, quote unquote, the guy in the chair, and she's like, "Yeah, this guy's telling me everything. He's an idiot," sort of thing, and then she kicks ass. Yeah. I think that was the first Avengers movie. Um, I think they're going to be really looking at her backstory in this new Black Widow movie. It's interesting that they tried to do a Black Widow movie this far into the series, back when they announced... like Her character was because, introduced in 2009, you know what I mean? That's ages ago. Because, but I think it'll be good because they've hinted at some stuff that they've never actually answered. Yeah, particularly Budapest. The, the fans want what happened in Budapest because there's a lot of interactions between her and Hawkeye. Hawkeye, it's like, yeah. It's like, remember what happened in Budapest? Like, and they like, never what are you it. talking about? Yeah. yeah, so we're going to find out, which will be cool. Yeah. Um, uh, there is a lot of integration. Like this, You can sort of see the start of the Avengers in Iron Man 2. You've got Nick Fury talking to Tony Stark and Black Widow announces herself as this, you know, Black Widow spy kind of thing. I think the reason why these first two feel differently to the second, uh, to the third, is because John Favreau directed these first ones, mm. and in that third one, I think he was a producer, and obviously he plays Happy, um, mm-hmm. but Shane Black had it, and it was completely different feeling. So, I think the third one is the worst out of the three, but I still kind of enjoy it. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I think that Iron Man two gets kind of a bad rap. We haven't even mentioned Sam Rockwell. I love him as a character, uh, as an He's actor. He's such a dick. But he is a dick in this, yeah. <laughs> He's such a I love douchebag. It. Oh, oh that's another a- part of this that I love, is that whole um, trial at the beginning where you're basically being introduced to the, his Hammer character and Tony, like, completely schools him. 
um, mm. showing off all this tech and his interactions with the congressman. Um, I, I really like that scene as well. I think I think there's quite a few elements of Iron Man 2 that I love, and in between it kind of falls flat, which is maybe why people don't hold it up there as much, but I think it's completely forgivable. I think there was one line in this at the end where I'm just like, that doesn't suit Tony Stark at all. I think it was it was at the end when he's got to grab Pepper and he's like, you scared the devil out of me. I'm like, Tony Stark would say you scared the shit out of me. There's yeah. no doubt in anyone's mind that he would, that that's what he would say. I just thought, I mean, maybe they, I don't know. It's kind of obvious, like, it stands out a bit. Yeah, I'm just like, that, nah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the introduction of Don Cheadle as uh, Rhodey. Which is another casting yeah. that I'm. It's probably one of the one of the two that I mentioned before that I might recast. Anyone can sort of play that role. Don Cheadle's fine, but yeah, uh, he's too I, serious. I kind of wish that it. Terrence Terrence Howard kept that. Um, yeah, he left he w- because of I financial. Thought, I thought he was really well cast in the first one. The I first thought one? he was yeah. perfect for it. So yeah, that was too bad. But whatever. On to Thor. Yeah. Uh, so the fourth one in the series is Thor. I didn't like Thor. I didn't like Thor either. I never really did. Um, it was... Origin stories are difficult to do. They really are. So <sighs> Thor's boring. It's set in it mostly was. in New Mexico and a fantastical Asgard. Those are the two things. Your main character hasn't really well, grown into the character we know today. He's kind of an asshole. No offense to anybody, but... Ugh, New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. It's all, wonder, it's, ugh. I'm not sure the reasoning for that, but whenever aliens come to Earth, it's usually like London and New York, which we have seen before. Uh, so maybe they just wanted to pick somewhere sort of random and, and uh, isolated to try and have Thor be introduced to what is humanity and what is it like to be mortal. And that's sort of what the story development of Thor is. It goes mm. down that road. Maybe that's the reason why they went to New Mexico. I'm not sure. I kind of think this is boring. It's well, fine, you know about but the, it's not in my you top know, ten. Hey, you know about the history of New Mexico and aliens, don't you? Yeah, Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, or Area 51. Yeah. Maybe um, that's what. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I wrote down like so throughout. We've compared. We've made some DC comparisons where we're saying, you know, Iron Man is a lot like Batman. And I have here, Thor is a lot like Superman. In what way? He's an alien, humanoid, super strong person. Yeah. See, the thing with Superman, which there was a really interesting dialogue at the end of Kill Bill when we watched those, mm-hmm. uh, how basically he was saying that Superman is Superman and his... Alter ego is Clark Kent, while everyone else, like Peter Parker, mm-hmm. he is Peter Parker and his alter ego is Spider-Man. He's kind of the opposite there. Mm. Thor is Thor. He has yeah. to dress like a human. Yeah. While Tony Stark is Tony Stark, but he dresses like Iron Man. So that's the comparison that I can sort of see where he is an alien. He had to come down here and he has to learn these ways and blend in with us. So that's... I can see the comparison that you're making there. Yeah. I'm thinking about that too. Another reason why I didn't like this one a lot, there's a lot of cringy stuff where it's 
like he's learning about Earth, and it's just like you didn't have to, uh, you didn't have to do it that way. Yeah, like you what? Know? Like when he's like, sitting in the diner and he's like, "That was delicious. Get me another," and he smashes the glass or whatever. Yes, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I get it, but like that's dumb. And um, yeah. Natalie Portman's lab assistant she's the most oh, annoying, she's so annoying character she's more annoying in dark world i'm just like oh my god yeah she i i don't miss those people yeah. um it was also the scene where thor goes into the pet store he's like get me a horse and he's like um we don't have horses we only have like you know yeah. dogs and cats and stuff well get me one of those that's big enough to ride so it's it's so dumb but i kind of like that line <laughs> Like, like I see the comedy, I see the humor. It just didn't land well with me. Yeah. And this was this was one. I think this is actually the only one that I watch where I'm like, "Fuck, I have to sit through two hours of this." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just didn't resonate really well with me, and I know, like, it was necessary. Like, we get introduced to Hawkeye. You do need here. bit of an introduction there. You get introduced um, to Loki as well. I love his character and his whole character arc. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of necessary. It's fine, but I find it boring. There's also yeah. the trait where like his entourage comes to town and they're walking down the street and people are like, oh, is, is Comic-Con in town or something? What is this? I don't know. Yeah, like it was just, there was a lot. I see. It just, it, it wasn't played out well. It could have been really funny. Like you could have done. Parts of it are, but I think, yeah, it misses. I think you could have done, like, some Guardians stuff with it in the way that, mm. like, because Guardians of the Galaxy has a lot of different humor, and I think you could have done a little bit more with Thor. I don't know. This one, I just, I really didn't like this one. Well, the more even, we talk about it, I'm like, this, bleh. Yeah. Well, even the uh, humor that's in the third one could have gone really far in this one. Like, if you got Taika Waititi in this first one, it would have been a very different movie. Kenneth Branagh directed this one. He's an odd choice. I would not have picked it. He is a very old Shakespearean kind of actor from the early 90s. You know what, he was, too? He was Professor Lockhart in we were watching, Harry Potter. We were watching that, that thing this morning. What was that? The uh, We watched the Expanding the Universe documentary, which was released in 2014. So it's a little out of and date now. He was in there, and I was like... How are you involved in this? Yeah. I didn't remember that he directed this movie. He's got an interesting career. Well, it's just like now that I know that or remember that, I'm like, well, of course it was like that. Like he was not a yeah. he was not a good choice for the. Nah. He's very good anyway. when he's in his wheelhouse. Um, he this did is the, not it. Yeah, exactly. He did the recent uh, murder, murder on the Orient Express. Like I said, he was also in uh, Harry Potter. He was in that Wild Wild West movie with. Um, Will Smith from 1999, he was like this old-timey western villain with like a big dastardly mustache sort of thing. Mm. Uh, he was in Rabbit Proof Fence we watched as like an indie-Australian film. Yep. He's just he all over the place. And to get him to direct this, it's just like, uh, well, okay, weird. <laughs> he's, he is all over love the place, but he's kind of typecast. So he's he's... Working with the same sorts of characters in all those different films, and this is not that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. I've seen a lot of these Phase 1 movies a lot because it was, you know, Phase 1. So whenever Phase 2 movies came out, I'm like, okay, i got to rewatch Phase 1 again. So, you know, i got to rewatch yeah. Phase 1. 
So I've seen them the most, and I'm really kind of exhausted by them, particularly Hulk and Thor. And, uh, I said I yeah. liked the fantastical parts of this film the best, the parts that were based in Asgard. Yeah. Um, And that's because you're comparing Asgard to New Mexico. Yeah. What is more sparkly and colorful and fun? You know what I mean? So, um, and I think I liked... Thor 2 a lot better because it was it had a lot more it to do with Asgard. It sort of lent into that Asgard. more the fantastic side sort of thing. Yeah. Creatures and stuff, so. It was very much a fantasy the second one. Mm. So, after Thor, in the same year I think it was, was Captain America the First Avenger. Now, this is the one that I watched the least, and it was the last one of Phase 1 that I saw. Mm-hmm. So, I really like this movie. I went into this... This is probably my second favourite out of all Phase 1 behind Iron Man 1. I went into this with the assumption that, like, I remember even when it came out, I was like, Captain America? Because I knew, I knew that Captain America was created as, like, war propaganda. Mm. So when it came out, I was like, oh, how up themselves, you know? Yeah. Um... No so you didn't know it was in the MCU when it came out? I, I did, but I was like, how does this fit into anything? You know, I just, so I wasn't sure. So you didn't know it sure. was set during the war? No, I didn't. So That would be interesting. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm trying to remember. I just remember thinking, like, wh- why? I didn't understand how integral the character of Captain America was. I thought it was set in modern day so i was like how are you gonna fit this war hero into how are you gonna do that um this is one of those ones where i was really pleasantly surprised i really liked this movie i liked like it was so necessary for them to set it in the 40s it was so necessary Um, i like how it tied in the early years of Howard Stark and shield and what was actually happening in the real world because they have they have copies of Captain America 1 with the exact same cover art that the real Captain America number 1 came out. Like, they tied it together mm. in reality really well. It's very grounded. It's sort of a war epic before anything else. It's a character study, very much. And mm. I really like his character. Um, that's the reason why Captain America works. It, uh, Like the Doctor said, Stanley Tucci's in this as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like him as an actor and in this role. He basically says that it it heightens whatever your current characteristics are. So if you're brave, you're going to be extra brave. Um, I really like this. Now, we spoke about this. uh, We were doing bonus episodes. I think it's the fourth bonus episode or so. We were answering questions. And one of the questions was just like, what was the last movie you watched? And we had just watched Captain America. So we gave a bit of our initial thoughts after just watching it um, back in that episode. So I'm trying to remember what we actually said in there. I remember being very pleasantly surprised when I went back and watched this. You've got Tommy Lee Jones in there, which some people might forget that he's in these movies. Um, I think it's a very good origin story. And like I said, origin stories are hard to do. It was very good. It Because you had to, like, everyone was new. For this, you couldn't have anybody yeah. existing. Like the only person you had existing, like you said, was Howard Stark. But even then, he had to be recast yeah. um, as younger. Like it was so good. 
I'm just, I'm trying to give some, some objective reasoning as to why I really liked this movie. Mm. The costuming was great. The, um, the casting was really good. The, the, the sets were perfect. Like we talked about, um, just before the writing was great. The, the story development, because he does go from being, he is a, propaganda puppet in the mm, beginning yeah. and then he well, just yeah. says stuff this and goes and does yeah that's essentially what i was saying thing. like he's both propaganda in the real world and in the mcu and i think that that's mm. tied very together very well and that's what i was trying to say before um i said this is quite star wars-esque and i don't remember what, what i meant that by mean? that <laughs> I don't know if it's just the development, like if he's got a similar trajectory to Luke Skywalker if, is what I meant by that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what I meant by that. I like Weird. how it shows off the Stark Expo because that's highlighted a lot in Iron Man 2. And then you see the origins of this, which mm. New York had the actual World's Expo, World's Fair back in... 1940 or something and mm. it looks very similar to what they're depicting here so it's kind of a knockoff there and howard stark's interesting because he's very much like a howard hughes kind of eccentric billionaire, yeah. and he turns into sort of this like assholey walt disney character by the time he gets to be in iron man 2 you know what i mean he's very much amalgamation of those um he's an interesting character i like i like seeing Okay, what are the origins of this? What is it like back then? Let's look at New York and Brooklyn and uh I don't know. I I really quite like this movie. What are the origins of Captain America as someone from some from who doesn't know what the character is? How does he get his shield? Why is his shield important? Why has he got this well, goofy star-spangled uniform on, you know what I mean? And they lean and into this, that. It's because it's propaganda. It it really did a good job of combining, like, the war, the very real thing that was World War II, with some of these fantastical elements like Red Skull and Hydra. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it, and it, it didn't feel tacked on amazingly. Quite amazingly, you know? The most cartoony and weird thing about this movie that takes it out of takes me out of it is the actual physical red skull like he has a red skull that he peels his face off mm. um what was the reason for that again he, they were doing testing on the tesseract which makes its first appearance here mm-hmm. it was something like that like he touched it or something and it fucked up his face so it was on earth why was it on earth uh because i believe the asgardians brought it here like odin brought it to norway thousand years ago or something like that they do mention it in the beginning i don't remember it was something and then like how that. does it get back to asgard uh i think it's here for all of the avengers movies and then by the end of at by the end of the first avengers movie it has to get sent back to asgard oh that's right when thor takes loki back right 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 okay spoilery stuff going on there for you yeah. but yeah, um, I, I said, think... too, this was the first instance where it really started to feel like a series. You me. said that for the first Avengers movie. I wrote it here for 
Captain America because okay. we're starting to get stuff tied together with properly. Howard Stark and Shield. Yeah, with Howard Stark and Shield, and the end of it with Nick Fury and. Yeah. Okay. That, well, the ending you know. is. I really love watching that end sequence a lot because he basically goes to sleep in the ice and then wakes up 70 years in the future. That's, like, unfathomable to me. And to mm-hmm. watch him... Like, he runs out into Times Square. For starters, I don't know why they're in Times Square. Uh, do they have, just have an office there somewhere? All right. Uh, that's, like, there's all these flashing lights and there's a lot of sensory overload. There's people everywhere. There's cars beeping their horns. That's such an interesting start. Like, abrupt uh, beginning introduction to present yeah, day. Because in the 40s, we saw him running down the streets of, in Brooklyn. And you can see... They, they show you that visual just so that you can make the comparison in your own head. It mm. Basically, you've had this whole movie set in the 40s, and now, bam, you're in 2010 or whenever this is meant to be set. Mm. It makes you feel like the character in that sense, and I kind of like that. Um I'm very interested as to what this character... How How is he going to interact with like any of these things? You know what I mean? And, and that's I very even, much what the sequel explores. I really liked the way that he figured out that he yeah, was being fun. held. So, and I'm like, S.H.I.E.L.D., like, how did you not research that? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I know that you're holding me here because that game happened on this day and I was there. So I can't be here listening to it. On Meaning the radio. that that game would have been played before he ever was given the serum. Yeah. So fucking pick a game that's like after after the war or something. I don't know. You could have done that better, Shield. Come on. Yeah, I'm just like I can't believe you stuffed that up that bad. Yeah. Um, they needed to give him a abrupt revelation, I guess. Mm. Uh, and then 2012. You've got Marvel's The Avengers. This is this rounds out phase one. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Have I got my one, two, three? No, it doesn't. I said that wrong. Um, the phases are about three. Uh, not three. The phases are about six movies each. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man 3 is the last one. So I'll read that again. The Avengers, which is... Which is basically what they've been leading up to since the very beginning. They've tried to, like, put this together. And in my head, this is where it started to become a TV series to me. I probably watched this after watching the first Iron Man and Thor only. So I didn't really know the character of Hulk. I definitely didn't know the character of Captain America. I hated this movie for a long time. I thought it was like a CGI garbage. Um, Nothing really strung together. I thought the storyline was weak. The characters are just like, who the fuck are these alien characters? They have no meaning. The Tesseract is just this MacGuffin. Loki's an asshole. I hate this movie. See, and that's really interesting that you say that because... I specifically said first, I enjoyed this movie because I'd got through all the origin stories. Yes. So I'm just saying, like, when I actually did go through and actually watch Phase 1 in order and rewatch the ones I hadn't seen, I was like, oh, this is fun now. The first hour of yeah. the Avengers movie is like, oh, let's watch them interact with each other, you know? And you've got Captain and, and um, 
Iron Man. They're sort of like in each other's faces. It's fun interactions to see them for the first time. Yeah. And you've got... There's gravity behind those there interactions. There is, because you know who like, they are. What does that like, mean? You know what I mean? I It drives me nuts when I hear people... Like, didn't you say somebody went and saw Endgame without seeing any of the other Marvel There's movies? There's a lot of people who did that. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? What did we see recently? Oh, we, saw, we went and saw Rise of Skywalker, episode 9. And yeah. we, when, we, when we left the movie, there was this girl talking to her friends, and she's like, oh, it's pretty good considering I haven't seen a single Star Wars movie before. What are you doing here? Why? Go away. It's fine it's, if you want to do that, but episode that's nine, like, it's in the title. <laughs> that's like reading the last chapter of Harry Potter only. It really is. It very much is. Um, particularly with Endgame. Endgame is not standalone. It was never meant to be standalone. It's one of the very least standalone ones. Don't go, don't go watch that without seeing the rest, which is why we're on this journey in the first place. Anyway, I'm glad that you brought up... Like, this is definitely... One where you have to have seen all of the previous movies to enjoy it the way it was intended to be. And if you watch them all and you watch them in order and properly, it is a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, because I never really understood that, like, Howard Stark was behind Captain America. The Hulk was created because he was trying to recreate Captain America. Like, there's quite a lot that strings together. And I think it, it, retroactively looking back... It's really done really well. I quite like the Avengers now. It is, it falls flat for me towards the end with this generic, you know, Battle of New York sort of thing. There's some really cool shots in there. But I think the first half um, and even the middle is really quite enjoyable. It really is. This is when I started making my Avengers versus Avengers fight tally. Oh, yeah. We started to like <laughs> write down, okay, Thor versus Hulk here. Okay, he, Thor sort of wins. Who won? And then, yeah. Yeah, so it, we sort of did that, but man, it gets fucking messy. I don't know if you stuck with it. I was going to say, very, very quickly, I was like, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. Um, Can I just but, say, as a whole, with the MCU, their actual powers and who is stronger than who is very vague throughout all of them. It's like, why is this possible, but in this other movie you showed this that wasn't possible? It's best to try and turn a blind eye. I just, don't like just saying that. Just take it at face value. Yeah. Um... It's very shaky. I think you wrote down that it was very much a dick measuring contest. This movie was. <laughs> yeah. What do you I mean by that? There that was down. just those interactions? Because there was like, who did we have? I think we had Thor versus... Uh, Iron Man versus Thor. Hulk versus the Black Widow. Hulk Why versus Why was Iron Thor. Man versus Thor? Because that's when they first introduced... Are introduced to each other. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Shakespeare in the park, where they're trying to chase Loki. He's like, "Don't take my stuff." Yeah. Um, no, I remember now. Yep. Why was there a Hawkeye versus Black Widow fight? That's because weird. Hawkeye was taken over by Loki. Right. Was that this movie? Yes. Okay. Loki had control over a few of the characters. Right. Because I'm like, there's no, there's no way, like, if he wasn't, that that would ever happen. Because they go back like long ways. Um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was totally a dick measuring contest, this whole thing. But I Who's think stronger it's fun than to who? Watch. And, it's and then it was, and then you get to a point where they're like actually being somewhat diplomatic with each other, but they're still like giving each other quips. Mm. Like you're not actually fighting anymore, but you're giving each other quips. Um, 
So it was funny. And it goes on through the whole movie right till the end where it's like, like, ride or die. You know what I mean? So you've got to work together or this is it. Um, Mm. And that's when it finally kind of stops. But it was. This was a hilarious, hilarious movie. And I think this one pushed the limits of the CGI at the time more than any of the other ones in the series particularly with the aliens and how they splice all the characters together. There's a sequence where Iron Man is on the Stark Tower and he's walking and his suit is being pulled off him. I loved that. It's really well done. There's some really interesting quips between Stark and Loki. I quite like Loki's character in this. Um, He's kind of like an asshole, but a lovable one. Mm. Um, You can sort of see what his motivations are. What was the name well, of that? Oh, the helicarrier. That's right. There's the introduction of the helicarrier. Was it? Yeah, and they also. What I really liked was. Oh, that, the first one. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. I thought that wasn't until Captain America two, but that's when we see more of them. But yeah, yes, this is just the this introduction is the, fir- of the, the first helicarrier. Yeah. yeah, and it's also got that um, the Hulk enclosure. I like how that's like been designed to contain the Hulk. And mm. basically Loki tricks Thor and he gets caught in there. Uh, it really pushes the limits of the characters and it's the first interaction with them. So well, I quite like is, it now. This is where the the friendship between Banner and Stark is really first Yeah, it is, introduced. isn't it? And I had said that's a really interesting one that I wouldn't have picked. Um... But it actually makes a lot of sense. And of course it would. They're both geniuses. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they get each other. They can have conversations that are miles above everyone else's head. Um, and I I liked that they built on to that dynamic. And it sustained through the rest of the movies. Um, that was just... That was one relationship that I really liked that they created. This is also the introduction of Thanos, which his story arc wasn't completed for, geez, how long has it been? Seven years? When is he introduced in this? He is the provider of, uh, what's the name of the, the alien race that Loki basically leases off him. Um, mm. The Atari, is that what it is? The Ataris? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Atari's the video game, I don't remember what they're called. The Shatari. Shatari? Okay. I don't fucking know. And there's so, shit and Atari. Um, um, is there an interaction between Thanos and Loki in this movie? Yes, I think there is. He goes to okay. him and he's like, "I need an army." Okay. Uh, and then right at the end, one of the end, end one of the end credit scenes, um, after Loki has failed and been taken as prisoner, the shit Tari <laughs> uh, have been defeated. Thanos is like, "All right, I'll do it myself," sort of thing. Um, because Thanos was trying to get the stone that's inside the Tesseract. And mm-hmm. that thread is the start of basically what is Thanos, what does that mean? So that's kind of interesting there. And he's a pretty integral character. Particularly with... That it um, takes a long Avengers time for, yeah. Yeah, to get to. Um, I think we don't really, that phase we don't really one see was... Him- what? Again, we don't really see him again until Guardians of the Galaxy, do we? I was trying to think when he first, when he next popped up. I think it is Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which is a ways away still. 
Yeah. Okay. Now we're at Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah, Iron Man 3. I keep forgetting that this is part of Phase 1 because I think Avengers is a nice, neat wrap-up bow Round, sort of thing. yeah. But they do that with every phase. So Iron Man 3 technically is Phase 1. Okay. Can Let's I talk just... about it. Give me a second. I just want to check that because I think I'm confused. Sorry. I think you are. No worries. I think I am too. I could just look in your little box set right here. You could, but give me a sec. I've got it right here. Okay, the Avengers is the last one. Sorry. Okay, that makes sense. You know what it is? It's the next two. It's the next two phases. So phase two finishes with Ant-Man instead of Avengers 2. And phase three finishes with Spider-Man Home, um, Far From Home instead of Avengers Endgame. That's what I was getting confused with. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's one after Avengers, but no, that's the other two phases. Sorry. Okay. Scrap that shit. So I think that phase one is the least enjoyable for me because I do think that they get better as the phases go on, which is kind of impressive. That being said, there's some fucking good moments in this phase one. You you get drawn in more in the yeah. other phases. Like, well, you're hooked. This as... is the, the necessary... Brussels sprouts you need to eat to have your chocolate cake for dessert. And they really took their time, which is necessary, hint, hint, DC. Take your time to start a universe because they took five years to be able to get to that first Avengers movie. Mm. Um, you got to really take your time. Essentially, from the beginning of the, the universe and the development of the first Iron Man movie, it was actually six or seven movies, uh, years, Um, Say that again. Ah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so it does take its time. It is slower paced because then, like, phase four is going to take two years. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to pump them out mm. three a year or whatever. Um, but you that's saying, because you've laid the solid groundwork. Yes, they've done the work. They've put in the time. You've put in the effort. You know what I mean? So they can do that. Uh, some people just want to, you know. As Iron Man says, run before they can walk. Uh, mm. And sometimes that doesn't work. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. As someone who was... As someone who has been watching through this series, the two of us, mm. particularly you being introduced to it all, you by the time we got to the first Avengers movie, you were like, I'm tired of this. Because three out of the first four are just origin stories. Well, it is. It's origin story after origin story. And it's like, it's a re... It gets draining. It's boring. It is. You have to... It's a reinvestment of your time and commitment because you're having to be introduced to new characters again and again and again and again. And there's nothing... There's no payoff. Um, This is the payoff and it was a good payoff. The first Avengers, Avengers movie, the I liked it, um, and it just gets better from yeah. there. It really does. It is the payoff, isn't it? Yeah. It do- It is draining, and that's why I was so skeptical to start this whole thing in the first place, because it's like, far out. I have to sit here and watch 22 movies? Are you shitting me? 
Are you kidding? Like, I have to sit here and watch all those it movies. It sounds worse right? than what it is. <laughs> it, it, it definitely sounds worse than what it is. The beginning, yeah. really, like... We got through the first, like, 18 pretty quick. Pretty quickly. And what I'm trying to say is, like, they are enjoyable. And if there's any part, like, if you want to sit down and watch all these, the only part that you have to quote-unquote drag yourself through is, like, the first few origin stories of Phase 1, and then from there, it is, there's there's more connecting threads that makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. And less, like, you're like, oh, I already understand that. So it's less strain on your brain to remember everything. Mm. So that'll be the end of our first part of one of three MCU episodes uh, looking into phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you guys want to listen to episode two, which is released now over on Patreon, or episode three, um, you're going to head over to WeRDB on Patreon, our bonus episodes, as well as all the other bonus episodes. Um, Every episode uncut and and unedited is over there on on WeRDB on Patreon. This has just been a taste as to what you would get, so head over to Patreon to listen to the rest of our conversation. Did you have anything else you want to say to that? Nuh-uh. And until next week, thanks for listening.